Well, we sense that a new day, a new dawn is, uh, is upon us, and in that we are uh, very, very thankful. We are emerging. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this uh, past week, the CDC announced that those fully vaccinated no longer uh, need to wear masks indoors or outdoors. And I think that's a real uh, game changer. If anything, it shows just how far we have come. We are emerging. In the mix of our emerging, we have uh, talked about a, a number of things over the past uh, few weeks. We, uh, we, we've talked about hope. We read that great passage from 1 Peter, the, the first chapter, uh, verse 3, where it says, In God's mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus is our living hope. He stands to see us through. We've also talked about help and how critical God's help is for our lives. We, we shared that great passage from Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the hills from whence does my help come. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The Lord is our help and stay. And last week, we talked about rest and the importance of resting in God's care, placing ourselves in the care of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We shared that great passage from Matthew 11, 28 through, through 30, where it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Ashley talked about uh, Jesus bringing a wholeheartedness, a, a completeness of, of life, a, a peace that issues through and on account of a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Come to me, all who are weary and weighed down, and I will give you rest. So in hope and help and rest, we understand and experience ourselves emerging. Today, we, we talk about strength and the importance of, of resting ourselves, putting ourselves in the very strength of, that God seeks to offer our lives. So let's turn to, to Scripture and see what it has to say about strength. To that end, there's no better place to turn than that great passage from the prophet Isaiah. We read today from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Let's hear this from God's Word. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk 
and not be faint. This is God's word for the people of God. And may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us. Not only as we hear this word read today, but as we seek to take our lives and apply them to this word. If there ever was a red-letter date in the history of the Hebrews, it would be 586 B.C. It's one to, to remember. That was the year that the southern kingdom of Judah was, was vanquished by the, the Babylonians and, and taken in exile to the faraway land of Babylon. And it was a horrible time for uh, that southern kingdom of Judah. The people of God were, were shattered to the core. They, uh, they could not comprehend the fact that, that Jerusalem had fallen. They, they couldn't begin to come to grips with the fact that the temple was destroyed. All of this uh, left them uh, thinking about their, their faith and relationship with God. They, they wondered if they could even worship God in a foreign land. They even wondered if, if God could even be there. And so it was in, into that horrible time that the prophet Isaiah offered an encouraging word. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Isaiah goes on to, to say in the mix of offering that encouraging word of comfort that their hard service had been completed, that their sin had been paid for. In effect, what Isaiah did was point the people not only to God, but, uh, but toward home. There would be a day that they would, would be released from Babylon, and they would make their way to their beloved homeland. Isaiah talked about a highway that God would construct. He would build that in the wilderness, hastening their return to some degree of normalcy. You know, we quote the passage at, at Christmas. We share it when we talk about John the Baptist, the one who heralded the, the coming of, of Jesus. Prepare the way for the Lord. Hear that passage from uh, Isaiah 40, uh, verse 3. A voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. In our own feelings, of feeling stuck in a, in a wilderness, let's prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ and for His strength at work in us. He longs to inform our lives. He stands to guard and to, to keep our lives and to give us strength to no end. Prepare the way for the Lord to come into our hearts, into the wilderness in, in which we find ourselves today. All of us uh, who depend upon uh, I-71 know that there is nothing normal about that stretch of road uh, coming from the Waterson all the way through Odom County. Uh, it's backed up almost every day, at least on one side, and on some days, both ways. I-71 is simply not suited to carry the amount of traffic that it is called on to, to, to carry. Well, relief is on the way. Construction 
is happening as we speak. In fact, I think I was driving uh, up I-71 and uh, saw that very same digger. Construction's happening. That's going to take a long time, but it is going to happen. We're going to have a much wider I-71, and traffic will flow like it was always supposed to. The highway that Isaiah talks about, that highway that God is constructing, will be carved out of the wilderness. Valleys will be raised up. Mountains will be made low. All the rough spots will be smooth. God will make His way into the lives of His people and will help them home. For them, returning home was both an exciting and, and dawning at the same time. You know, they, they spent, the, the, the children of Israel, uh, quite a bit of time uh, in, in exile there in Babylon. Uh, many, as they were beginning to turn toward home, as they were beginning to be released from, from exile, they, they feared what the future held. Even though they were in exile, quite a few of them were afraid about what they might face upon returning home. They had grown comfortable and complacent. Even in our own emerging, emerging from whatever it is, but most pointedly as we emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic, we're, we're left to, to wonder what the future will hold. We know things will be different. We, we know things that will, will not be as they always were. And there's a degree of anxiety and, and fear as we emerge into that new time. The differences a new normal present give us pause. They cause us to think, maybe even to, to worry or to be full of anxiety. And into that mix, God provides His strength and power. If anything, that promise of strength and power is what the, the prophet wants to get across. God's strength and power is always available to those who open themselves to it. It comes to us to, to open ourselves to everything that God seeks to offer our lives. Just as uh, Chris had sung earlier how his his power and strength is, is made perfect as He leans into our lives. You know, we had it on our road sign uh, this past week from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. We affirmed, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. I hope that as people passed um, our road sign going up and down Highway 42, that they would would, would read that and would hear that, that God's grace is sufficient. It's for, sufficient for us. It's for, sufficient for everybody who passes by. It is sufficient for the entire world. Hear that great passage in its entirety from 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. The very sufficiency of our God 
even in our weakness, especially in our weakness, giving pause to, to allow God's power to inform our lives, to work through our lives, and to help us emerge. Let's admit it. This has been a, a season of, of weariness. And if you join me, we're, we're all just sort of over it. We have been wearied by it all, and we are wearied by it all. You know, I mentioned just a few moments ago about the, the, the CDC and them saying that no longer required to wear masks, either indoors or outdoors, and then the next day uh, the, the governor uh, begins to, to equivocate upon that and stretch it out just a bit further. And I found myself just hearing that, just how weary I am with it all. If it isn't the, the pandemic, then it's social strife. There are all sorts of uncertainties that we're dealing with, whether it be the economy, how things play out in the, the Mideast, and if it's not the Mideast, then, then around the world. We're just weary with it all. In our passage for today from, from Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, the word weary is mentioned four separate times. In those few short verses, the word weary mentioned four separate times. The Babylonian exile uh, caused those who are a part of that exile to become weary. And we'll have to say that over our uh, period of pandemic and everything else that's going on, we find ourselves weary as well. That's why Isaiah's word is, is hopeful. It's, it's hopeful uh, uh, today just as it was hopeful for those who first heard it. And so he begins uh, the, the 40th chapter of, of Isaiah sharing, do you not know? Have you not heard? Basically saying, haven't you heard about the, the, the good news? God offers strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. The word hope in that uh, great passage from, from Isaiah 40, 31 is often translated wait. Those who wait upon the Lord will have their strength renewed. Those who wait upon the Lord look forward to the great thing He is about to do. And in waiting upon that great thing he is about to do, those persons are strengthened to no end. They, they don't so much ask the question, what's next? They look forward to how God will show up in, in all power and majesty. Personally, I find myself very thankful for God's help all through. I have experienced his peace, I'm thankful for the ways that God has informed my every decision. Sometimes those decisions uh, have been afforded the opportunity to really ponder them. Sometimes you've got to make decisions on the, the fly. I am thankful that God has informed and been with me in every decision. I am elated that in spite of it all, God has allowed ministry to continue. And I look back upon the past uh, few months, and I'm thankful for the many things that have been done in the, in the name of Christ and the ministry that has
continue to go on. God has made himself evident in so many ways in spite of the the pressures for that to happen otherwise. God has steadied the ship when all else conspired to sink it by waiting upon God, by placing my hope in Him, by remaining faithful. My strength has been renewed. So let's hear this. By exchanging our weakness for God's strength, we are able to carry on. Instead of our weakness, it becomes God's strength that is the overarching premise of our lives. Those who hope in the Lord shall have their strength renewed. God's strength will indeed emerge. Isaiah 4031 is one of those great passages that heartens people to no end. The prophet talks about soaring, running, and walking. Here again, that great passage, but those who wait or hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I understand that all an eagle has to do to, to soar is to essentially just extend uh, the wings and, and soar on the, the, the wind that, that blows. Those wings are, are, are so broad that they keep the eagle high above the earth below. The same is true for us. If we extend the the wings of our hearts and catch the wind of God's Spirit, the very wind that uh, keeps us uh, above those very things that seek to, to weigh us down, the Spirit of God seeks to raise us above our circumstances and helps us to to see things from a different perspective, unfurling the wings of our hearts, catching the wind of God's Spirit. As you're probably aware, I know I've mentioned it a number of times, I I make a practice of running a a few miles almost every day. Running is, is wonderfully freeing. Running helps me to blow off a little bit of steam. It helps to to center me. It offers great opportunity to pray. And it also allows me to uh, eat pretty much whatever I want. (laughs) Running, though, can can be pretty taxing. If you run far enough, if you run hard enough, it's, um, it's pretty easy to get weary. I find myself wearied almost every time I try to, to climb up the, the hill just outside our neighborhood from the river. When I do, I just continue to remind myself that all I need to do is take one step after another. And so eventually, taking that one step after another, you get to the top of the hill. To have the wind at my back really helps as, as well. Now, I don't want to sound cliched, but I'm going to say it anyway. Running the race of life is really no different. 
I found that taking one step at a time with God's help gets me to the very place that He wants me to be. And I've also come to experience in taking that one step with God's help that God has my back every time. As much as I enjoy running, I found that walking can be just as refreshing. I understand that, that walking offers just about as much benefit as that of running with less stress on the joints. I'm thankful that I don't really have any of those problems. Others I've talked with do. And so they take to walking. Upon uh, his retirement, my, my dad took up walking. Now, when I said that he took up walking, I, I mean uh, he took up walking. He would strike out every afternoon, whether it was warm or whether it was cold, he, whether it was stormy or not, he, uh, he would take out after lunch. He'd head over to the track at Seneca Park. It's exactly one mile and a third around, and he'd walk until dinner. Now, some afternoons he had walked six, seven, sometimes eight miles a day. I teased him that he was essentially a variation of a hamster on a wheel. You could just go around and around and around. My dad really enjoyed the refreshment of walking regularly. He also enjoyed uh, getting with a group of guys who assembled to do the very same thing. When it comes to our daily walk, there's nothing that beats walking with the Lord. I am thankful that Jesus is my constant companion and is with me all through. Because of that, I am deeply sustained, emerging, if you will, into new life, walking with Jesus. How about you? How are you nurturing your daily walk with Jesus? Are you allowing Jesus to inform your daily life? The extent to which you allow Christ to inform your daily life will go a long way toward you emerging from whatever it is you are facing. I've always been intrigued by the order the prophet Isaiah offers when it comes to soaring, running, and walking. You know, you would think that those leaving exile in Babylon, having been wearied by that long season of exile, would, would leave walking, having been wearied with it all. But then upon seeing Jerusalem off in the distance, they, they would begin to, to run with all anticipation and all excitement. And then upon getting there to Jerusalem, that they would be, uh, in effect, soaring like wings of the eagle. But that's not the order the prophet offers. He, he offers this order. He has them soaring and then running, and then finally walking. You see, the point is this. It's not the high times of soaring or the exuberance of running 
that defines our spiritual lives, but our daily walk with Jesus. You know, for those in exile, they, they very well may have uh, been, been, uh, been soaring like eagles upon being released from their captivity, and then that soaring gave way to running and as they continued to be excited, enjoying, and reveling in their, in their freedom. And the closer they got to their homeland, they found themselves walking as if to remind them that it was in their daily walk that they needed to be rightly related to God. And so for us, it's not so much the, the soaring of the high times or, or running uh, in, in the excitement of some spiritual experience that defines our spiritual lives, but it is our daily walk with Jesus. You know, we have uh, white on our altar today. Uh, that, that, that's there uh, for all, all sorts of reasons, but, but really to, to help us be reminded of the resurrection of Jesus. And so it was just a few short weeks ago that we celebrated Easter, and we find ourselves in Eastertide, and here in a couple of, in just another week, we'll be celebrating Pentecost, and we'll, we'll have red here, and, and, and then at the times of Lent, and and uh, in, in Advent, we've got purple that, that, that are high times within the life of the church. But most of the year, the, the color on this altar is green. It's called ordinary time. And it's in ordinary time that we are awakened, that we are indeed called on to walk with Christ in the everyday experiences of our lives. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And so as we uh, hope in the Lord, as we wait upon the Lord, our strength will be renewed. The image there is that we exchange. We exchange our weakness, our weakness, for God's strength. And indeed, that will help us to continue to emerge in this time in which we, uh, we find ourselves, this emerging from the COVID-19 pandemic. We will also find ourselves emerging from whatever else it is that works to weigh us down. Let us then walk with Jesus faithfully, full of trust, and giving our lives to Him wholeheartedly. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Thank you, God, for, for being with us. Thank you for this uh, important word about your strength and power, a strength and power that you long to bestow upon our lives. We pray that in your strength and power that we would find ourselves emerging. We pray, Lord, that in our weakness may we uh, be given over to your strength and in that, may you gain all the praise and glory. 
God, you are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for your help. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for the divine ways that you empower us. Lord, we thank you for our daily walk in Christ. And as we walk with Christ, may we find ourselves praising you for who you are, thanking you for the very things that you're doing in our lives. So God, we pray that you continue to sustain us. We pray that you uh, help us to continue to move along as we emerge. We pray, Lord, that we uh, find ourselves at the very place where you would have us to be, offering praise and thanksgiving to your holy name. This prayer we make in the name of Christ. Amen.